All right, you good to go? How is everybody doing today? This is uh, DCD Plant filling in for um, the dog of Dev Ross. He's normally the host of the podcast. He is on vacation. But I am here today with uh, DCD Pray Then Die. How's it going, Pray? It's going pretty good. How are you doing today, Plant? Pretty good, man. Pray's still a little tired. Just, just a little tired. He had a rough week. Had a rough week. How was the week, man? What what was going on? How how's how's the brother's house going? Uh, really good. Since I didn't have to go over there today because it was raining, it's a little hard to do drywall in the rain. So it's kind of offset me a little bit. I'm not used to not working six days a week. Um, but the week was long. I was working four and a half hours away from home. wasn't a wasn't a wonderful time. But we made it. We're here. We're at the weekend. Yeah, where were you this week? I was in Charleston, South Carolina. All right. Well, um, just a little bit of a shout out to everybody uh, listening here and on the podcast later when we post it. Um, Prey and I are in the same room and we are using two different mics. So you might get a little bit of an echo, but we are going to periodically be muting as much as possible back and forth. It might get a little heated. We don't know yet. We don't know. But uh, we're, we're going to talk today about a topic that Prey came up with a while ago. It got lost in the topics. Um, and that is Who's Afraid of the Big Bad Wolf? Competitive versus Casual Gaming. And we have touched on this here and there in our previous podcast, but we wanted to open it up and make it, you know, a good old-fashioned, legit topic, um, get Prey's take on what he means by all that. Um, then we're going to get into a little more talks on Anthem, and I know what you guys are thinking. We've talked about Anthem, what, two, three times now, but most of them have been updates, um, but... We wanted to talk about Anthem because of a recent Kotaku, um, a recent Kotaku story that was released, um, where they interviewed some Bioware employees that will remain nameless, you know, anonymity. Um, but it's very interesting on what they had to say about, you know, what it takes to build a game, all the developing that goes behind it, and. But all the behind the scenes that us as the gaming community who just play the games or the consumer, I guess you would call us, don't really get to see. So if there are hardships, we are never aware of them. Um, so it was just interesting and we, we hope to get into that discussion with an open mind at least. But, uh, but yeah, so without further ado, pray. Who's afraid of the big bad wolf? Competitive versus casual. What are you thinking? So the whole idea behind that was um, 
there's a lot of talk in our group way back in Destiny 1 between like Trials of Osiris versus Iron Banner or just casual Crucible play. So uh, you mean the good old days, right? <laughs> yeah, um, but it's kind of, uh, you know, it's that's one example. Another example is uh, Rocket League and the... You know, you have your casual play, you have your competitive ranked play, and you have that in most games. You have it in Overwatch, you have it in, uh... <clears throat> oh, my mind's drawing a blank. But you have it in several different games, several different ways. And, um, in both versions, you seem to have a certain rating that matches you with people close to your skill rating. So really, the competitive nature tends to be pretty close no matter what you're doing. So, what's the downfall to playing in a competitive mindset, competitive uh, setting over a casual setting? What do you think the downfall, or the downside of that is? Just out of curiosity. Well, I don't really think there is one. I don't. You know, um, I've even seen you play, or you'll get do casual a little bit before you do ranking, and I understand why you do that, because casual's a warm-up, then you jump into the rank, doesn't hurt your rank, your warm-up matches don't <clears throat> affect that in any way. I understand that, but um, some people just won't play ranked, because they feel like it's too much pressure, it's too much, but... um. I mean, you're playing the same people. You're playing the people that are still right around your skill level. I don't see why people tend to be afraid of ranked play and avoid ranked play like it's some kind of big bad wolf. Yeah, I, I, I've got, I got a couple things to say about it. I, I don't quite see why people would have such a you know, bad side for ranked. I've never understood that. You know, we have played with people who are like, yeah, I just don't... Like, especially in Destiny. we In Destiny, we met a lot of people who just would not do Trials of Osiris for zero reason whatsoever, other than they just didn't want to challenge someone on a in, in a ranked environment. Which, I mean... I, a lot of times in Destiny, it was because they found better Trials players than themselves. But, you know, that's where we started. I think when we started playing Trials, um, we couldn't win a round. It was that ridiculous. And then all of a sudden, we were winning games after a month or so of playing it. And it got so fun because we were beating people in a competitive arena. And, I, you know, I, that's why I've never understood the... I don't like rank stuff. And I get the casual gameplay. Like you said, you know, especially in Rocket League, I always warm up in casual. It's a great environment to warm up. Um, but I think there is something to be said about just a a game in it on its own being casual. Like, but to me, when we start talking about that, it's more off you know, there are games that are casual to play, and then there are games that are competitive to play. Um, you know, like the 
even like the old Call of Duties, they didn't really have a ranking system. It was just, you know, whoever you were playing against, that's whoever you were playing against in the world. And that was awesome, but at the same time, it was still pretty competitive, right? It, You know, they didn't say that it was ranked, but everybody was going for the win. They were going for the kill streaks, you know, going as hard as they could. Um, but, you know, you'd get your... Every now and then you'd get someone who was just like just there to play. And I think that's awesome. But I also think that's why they make solo player games. That's where you get your casual game plan. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, even in the old Call of Duties, you still had your you could set up a game against bots. You could if you didn't want to go play story mode. You know, you could still get that little more casual run through learn the maps mess around get your aiming right you know they still had that and to me if we're going off of you know the online play where you're fighting people anyways going against other people anyways um see to me that's what a good rpg's for <laughs> that's um you know i'm gonna go sit back and i'm gonna play fable i'm gonna play dark souls i'm gonna play something that i can mess around and it's not gonna affect me it's not gonna affect anyone else um, I can get closer to the mic. Does that help, Kev? <laughs> um, ah, fair enough. Okay. Um, but, you know, you do have your leisurely games. Um, me and... Full Chaos have been playing, or did play a way out, um, and Ash, and, and we've played a couple games here and there, on stream especially, that have, they're a lot more chill. They're not the PvP, competitive, nonsense. <laughs> we see you busted. Alright. Now we got we got a bus of stuff complaining in the chat, acting like I can't hear a plant. Well, I wasn't talking to you, was I, son? Come on, man. Come on. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's all good to bring up. It it is it's very interesting and that that argument is starting to get more and more weight because you are having games that are just coming out with battle royales or you know, game I, I can't think of a game nowadays that doesn't have a ranking system built into it and I think you know as time progresses you're gonna see more and more games lose that casual what's the casual category um, that they've had in the past I don't think your large storyline artistic games are ever gonna go away I don't think that's gonna be an issue but um as far as having a game that just has strictly a casual mode separated from a ranked mode um i think again that'll never go away either because you're always gonna have people who i don't want to hurt my rank because i want to get my you know i want to get my warm-up games out of the way or i'm just having a bad day but i still want to play you know that's never gonna go away it's yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's fair. That's... I didn't I didn't 
think about that even though we just said that didn't we <laughs> but yeah i i completely agree yeah well let's let's uh shift from here and let's talk about our thoughts on anthem um never roll up into a Busted stuff says hell. I will never roll up into a ranked match without warming up and casual, and that's fair. Rocket League or Siege, regardless, that's that's one hundred percent fair. Um, but let's let's shift the conversation to talking about Anthem. Just pray played Anthem. Did you ever get to thirty? Pray. I completed the storyline. I honestly couldn't tell you right now what level I got to. Okay, so Prey completed the storyline. Um, me and Hook'em Horns, who we also live with, we went on to start the grind to try to get legendaries and stuff. I mean, we had a lot of gameplay, and Hook'em definitely had more than I did by far. Um, but what's, uh, I'd like to know what your take is, Prey, on Anthem, just as someone who played it a medium amount, I would say. You know, I've heard... Um, D money, uh, full chaos. I've heard full chaos's explanation and what he thought of it, but I would say he played it less than anyone that we know. Um, or at least maybe not less than anyone we know, but at least he was the one that most didn't give it a chance. I don't, I don't know why my wording is so awful right here, but he, he was the one that disliked it the most consistently. Um, so I'd like your take and what you think about it, uh, just from a high level, you know, whatever. My big issue with Anthem was all it really had was the story. You know, there's no real big, huge in-game raid to go do that's solving puzzles and you and five other people have to be really in tune and experienced and working together to achieve something it's you know they did have the end of game sieges and they did have um you know some in-game content but for a game so focused on story it was too easy for me to just not care about story and i know full chaos said the same thing uh so i'm not gonna sit there and beat that dead horse but Another thing was the the teleporting issue. Um, when I would get on, and granted, part of this was I should have just played with friends. I should have put a little more effort into that. But when they were moving so fast and not letting me collect collectibles, not letting me look at, you know, the beautiful scenery, because it was, there was a lot of really beautiful scenery in that game. Um, and people would just leave you behind, and then you'd get teleported within, you know, five ten seconds whatever it was and when that happened and then without ever getting to do anything i just immediately got teleported again by the time i got out of the loading screen <laughs> it uh, it broke me a little bit um outside of that just for a game that's so story based and it did have an interesting story, and I feel like I should have cared, but I just didn't. And that, I don't know why, I don't know what couldn't capture my attention, but I just couldn't do it. 
Uh, nothing will ever be Destiny 1. I don't think anything will ever be Destiny 1, Kev. That's... <laughs> For those of you that don't know, uh, Kev Mule was one of our wonderful raiding buddies when Destiny 1 was out. He was just an animal. We miss it so much. Uh, we've since lost him to the PC. I know Busted Stuff is going to lose his mind and say that's amazing, but it's, he's just wrong. Um, I miss him. Kev, I do have a PC, and I'm dead serious about playing Apex with you and Code. And with Busted, if he wants to play some Apex, uh, y'all just let, let us know the time and place. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's a lot of good stuff to, to bring up. Um, for me... Just some just some side notes. I I liked Anthem because it was different. Um, you know, I I will say I did want it to be another Destiny. Um, I think Prey and I both talked about it multiple times. I know uh, Hook'em Horns has gotten earfuls upon earfuls about they you know me saying they need to release something after like a month of the game coming out that it's it's like a raid you know like the OG raids from Destiny One. Um, because that is what I wanted, uh, but I, I don't know, man, just something about flying around being Iron Man was awesome, um, and I, it's, it's the first game since, uh, Destiny 1 or early, early Destiny 2 where I got obsessed with getting my gear up and, you know, all the different mods that I could do with my guns and stuff, you know, getting the damage, rolls with the good gun you know getting a god roll um and i i did miss that and it did light a fire in me a little bit to play it and that's probably why i played it as long as i did it's just it got to the point where it wasn't enough like you said it you know it they just ran out of stuff and i don't know you know maybe it might be a game where they save a little bit and release enough content like destiny one did um you know, later on in Destiny One's life, um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I will say they have greatly improved the teleporting problem that that Prey has, and I will say one of my only arguments. I've got two arguments. Not enough stuff to do um, after in game. You know, it's just very repetitive. Uh, and my only other argument is. Why don't bosses drop legendaries more often? Like I, you know, me and Hook'em Horns, we'd play for twelve hours and get two legendaries between both of us. You know, either one of us would get two legendaries, or we'd each get one. I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, and at that point, you just you know that they're gonna fix that issue someday. So why even grind for it? Um, but. You know, so that's that's kind of where we're at with that. Um, and we're going to bring up an article that Kotaku dropped um, about the creation of Anthem. And as you can see, the, the article's titled, How Bioware's Anthem Went Wrong. Um, uh, Devros is asking for the topics we are doing. Um we went over who's afraid of the big bad wolf competitive versus casual. Uh, we talked about, um, what prey thought of Anthem. Then I wrapped it up with my same argument that I've had for 
couple weeks or a few weeks now. Um, and now we're going to talk about the article that Kotaku dropped about how BioWare's Anthem went wrong. And, you know, it some a, a lot of people out there say it went very wrong. Again, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about it. But this article isn't really talking about what fans think. It's talking about um, the game developers and what was going on in the creation um, of the game Anthem. And in this article, I'm not going to skim through the whole thing. I will drop the link in the, um, in the chat if you guys want to see it. Um, in the article, they interview, Kotaku interviews, I think about 10 to 12 game developers or people who work at Bioware that were, um, you know, utilized to build and make the game. Um, and obviously they didn't release their names in the article because of anonymity and stuff. Um, but in this article, some of the insight that these developers give is just baffling to me as, as a consumer in the gaming market. I can't even imagine, you know, why we haven't known about this longer. I mean, I've always heard here and there about the stress that some developers go through and about how it's a very hard job. And I mean, we've been to events, DCD has been to events um, like E3 and TwitchCon where game developers are protesting outside because they're overworked and underpaid. I mean, it is a big issue and it's, you know, a lot of times not a fun one to talk about, but, you know, in this article, there are developers that are quoted saying that in Bioware, some people uh, turn into what it's called as a stress, casual, stress casualty. Um, and that means, you know, it's like a term that gets thrown around there. That means that someone has to take leave for sometimes one to three months vacation just because they get so stressed out about the job. Um, and sometimes they get so stressed out, they just don't even come back. And that's crazy to think about, you know what I mean? Um, and I mean, problems that did come up with the game, uh, shortly before the game was released, they switched the name to Anthem. It was supposed to be called Beyond, and the whole theme behind that was going to be Beyond the Wall, you know, like the, the wall of Fort Tarsus, right? Um... And I mean, like, it was it was pretty short. I, I want to say, if I remember correctly, it was like a month before the game was released or something like that short. Um, it does say it in the article, so don't take my word on a, on, on a limb. Um, but that's ridiculous. They, they decided not to um, go with that name because they realized that patenting it or uh, legally it was going to be too hard to lock it down in time for the game's release. So a lot of the game developers also comment on how, um, you know, that can also be used as an example that uh, the management in creating the game was just very poor. Um, and it also talks about uh, uh, bio, uh, oh man. Mass Effect. I want to say biomass for some reason. I'm thinking Rocket League, right? That's that's my problem. I'm thinking skins and Rocket League, but um, 
Yeah, Mass Effect, it being a great trilogy that it was, and, you know, the game community loved those games, especially the original Mass Effects, right? Um, but in the article, you can read that behind the scenes, even that game, people were so stressed out building it. And as a gamer, we knew nothing about that, right? We, we played the games and said, wow, these are amazing, and just moved on with our lives, right? And I mean, it's, it, is, it is a big problem in the gaming industry if a game is mismanaged. And it's not always the game developer's fault. And we, as a community, usually, you know, just hound and grind at game developers for messing up when maybe, just maybe, it's not all their fault. Do you know what I'm saying? So, you know, could I, after that big old spiel do you have any like thoughts on on any of that like does that you know it does that surprise you does that not surprise you like what do you what do you think i mean it's it's hard to kind of gauge but you know what are you thinking um you know i was reading an article earlier today or actually about how um you think being a game developer would be so great as a dream job, you know. Well, here's the truth. They need unions to protect them. They need this. They need that. Well, I've worked for companies where there had to be unions involved to protect its workers, right? I've I've been a part of the union and also been opposed to the union in certain jobs. It's, you know, I've been there. Jobs are stressful. Exactly. And especially when you're, especially when you're working in an industry where... You know, this is multi-millions of dollars. This is a triple-A game company with, with a reputation to uphold, you know. You, you kind of should know what you're getting into. And granted, I'm saying all of this, you know, behind a sheet of glass because I honestly don't know what they go through. I don't know what's happening, you know. But every job has its has its stressors, has its problems. Um, and I, I do think it's unfair to give them as much heat as we do with, oh, well, Anthem should have been better. It should have had this. It should have done this. Well, how how could they have possibly overlooked this? You know, we always, something that gets thrown around a lot is, you know, they pay people to go over this material for thousands and thousands and thousands of hours and they still have this issue they still have that issue but i mean you know there's there's a management side and there's a marketing side that is pushing the developers they're stressing the developers because they need the developers to get it out you know everyone's pushing everyone there's stress everywhere and i get that and i get that it's a horrible environment but again you're working for a triple a game company you know what's expected. You know what's going on. You you shouldn't be surprised at that level. That's kind of how I'm feeling. Well, yeah, and I, I get what you're saying. You shouldn't be surprised at that level. I, I do get that, and especially if it's such a big stigmatism within the industry. Um, I would say, uh, I mean, I keep referencing the article but i have read in other places that sometimes management does just come in and throw you a curveball like the hey we're gonna change the name <laughs> you know what i mean and then all of a sudden you're expected 
to drop the finishing touches that you're doing on a game or or a specific part of a game. And, you know, especially with Anthem, the dialogue had to be changed throughout the whole thing. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think that when they start doing that and when they're, they give the developers such little time to rework it, uh, that's where it becomes a problem for me. And that's where I, I'm, I'm usually on your side, um, of the, of the fence on this. Um, but that's what kind of makes me tip over the edge just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I don't want, want you thinking that I'm saying you're wrong. I'm kind of trying to play devil's advocate here and be on the opposite side. Um, I work in construction. I love it when I you do. play devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... I do uh, I do these large buildings. Um, they're all nursing homes, uh, hospital level grade, whatever. There's a lot of laws and rules about the systems that go in there, and I have to abide by them, and that's stressful enough. Well, the other problem is I have engineers who have never worked inside of a construction site before, right? They've never seen a construction site. They know their blueprints. They know their CAD drawings. They know perfect scenarios. And I have to deal with them all the time, especially last week. That was part of my problem with why this week was so long. Um, was, you know, this is the end of a job. And then all of a sudden, they're just deleting rooms. They're just, just removing walls, and they're no longer there. And, oh, well, I had a device that was going on that wall. I, right, you've completely changed everything. You've removed nursing stations. You've added staffing stations. You've added this closet here. You've removed this closet. You know, now I have this device here that I have to figure out what to do with the wiring because it won't pass inspection because now it's just a glob of wiring hanging over there the, where a device was supposed to be. You know, we all have that issue of people above your head coming in and telling you, fix it now. <laughs> and there's no real solution. That's fair. Just That's fair. fix it. <laughs> um, yeah, Kev, um, I think... Um, I think you're right, and I don't think the issue of the developers wanting to release quality games just doesn't exist, because I think the developers want to release the quality games. I think they want their art to be seen. I think they want that. I think it's your top-tier executives who are pushing them, pushing the games out, and then coming back and being like, ah, for legal reasons, we got to change the name. You know, I think that's the issue with getting the quality games. Well, and so... For those who are uh, listening, Kev Mule in the chat said, I think more consumers want quality games and not just give me the next one. And I, that's that's a good thing to bring up, like like Prey was saying, you know. Uh, and a lot of times it isn't the developer's fault, like Prey was saying. You know, it's someone coming in saying, no, we want or you have to do this. You know, it's their boss's boss's boss walks in and is like, no, nah, actually, you're going to do this. Right. Um but I, I actually don't know uh, if I completely agree with that statement. I think more consumers want quality games and not just give me the next one. I think we're moving there. 
because, you know, for I don't know how many years now, it seems like forever, but probably at least seven years, it's always been the standard to release a game one year after you deploy one. I mean, that's Call of Duty's policy, period. Like, I don't, they, I think they took, they skipped a year in there maybe somewhere, but you know, that was like Assassin's Creed. They were releasing a game once a year. And everybody did very much enjoy that when the games were more simple. And I think we're still kind of on the back end of that. The community is still sort of expecting, you know, more content, new content. You know, I want the next big thing. I want the next. I want the next. But I do think that you do have a good point. Um, I think more and more consumers um, are starting to want equality over just give me the next one because the just give me the next one isn't really cutting it for people anymore because it's just not as good. They miss having the quality game. I just think that we're going to need a little bit more time to build that, you know, quality community base. I just don't think it's big enough yet to force game companies and developers to produce those types of games yet like they used to right i i mean i don't know that's that's just me what do you think bro i think we as the consumer have created the mess we're in <laughs> i think um right um way back with call of duty when um Oh, I can't even remember who started it, but it's Activision, Treyarch, and someone else, and they release a game every other year, or every single year. Well, it used to be they, they released one every three years, and then it was, we'll release one every other year. Well, now it's three different companies making the same game because it's, we all want to release one every single year. Because you, the sheeple, will buy them every single year. And when we noticed them going downhill, it was, that's oh, okay. The next one will be better. Oh, well, that's okay. The next one will be better. Oh, well, that's okay. The next one. And another issue is the accessibility. You know, everyone needs to feel like a winner. Everyone needs to be able. Um, I think a huge part of it is I saw an article. Is your mic muted? Um, I think a huge, um, I saw an article about Sekiro, and it was someone complaining about how it needed to be easier. It needed an easy mode. It could be more accessible. That's not what Miyazaki does. Yeah, hold your buckets, people. He's about to rant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, you know, with, uh, Sekiro, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, they're supposed to be challenging. They're supposed to be hard. And he refuses to bend to this, everything's got to be accessible, everything's got to be, have an easy mode, right? And he he caught flack for it at Dark Souls 3. I'm sure he caught flack for it way back on Demon Souls. Um, and he's still catching flack about it now. And the developers are, and... You know, most companies, most developers are going to be driven by the almighty dollar and what it says. So if that's 
release a game every single year on the date. That's what they're going to do because at the end of the day, it is about money. Um, and I, I, I like that. I liked when you said we, the consumer, have put ourselves in this mess. I love that. I love that so much. It's and that's how how true that is. You know, I. Of course, I don't. You know, I like to think that I'm not one of those consumers that put us in this mess. But you know, it's it's whatever. It's whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's that's a great a great point. And you're right. The the coddling. I mean that when you told me about the um, about that article about Sekiro, I I was disgusted. I mean, if they clearly didn't, like you were saying, they clearly didn't know the game company that made that from software. I, that's that's not their forte. No, I mean the I would expect the developers from. Oh God, I would expect the developers from from software to just see that article and laugh. I don't, just just send back, ha ha. What what did you expect, right? But yeah, that's that's awesome points. Awesome points. But uh, I think that just about wraps this podcast up, everybody. Um, you know, we hope you enjoyed it. We're uh, absolutely going to be doing another podcast um, next Saturday. We've been, you know, going strong podcast every Saturday. Uh, you know, obviously, if you listen to this for, on Podbean, How's it going, first of all? Uh, second of all, you know, if you ever want to talk to us, ever want to contact us about anything that we say in the podcast, or if you ever want to catch our streams, we stream on Twitch and on Mixer, and it's twitch.tv forward slash datclickdo and mixer.com forward slash datclickdo. Um, and we're across all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Hit us up, please. We'd love to hear from you. Um, with this new Twitch squad streaming and with the sharing stream on Mixer, we plan to do a lot more um, stream team streams. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, but, yeah, stop by. We've got a website. It's www.datclickdo.com. Uh, you know, if you don't want to reach out to us on social, you can always email us at at gmail.com and you can do that through the website, uh, full chaos who couldn't make it tonight. He runs our news on our website. It's dat combo. It's all about that combo though. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. And we will catch you next time. I'm going to take us out later guys. Hey, Kev, busted stuff. Dev Ross, thanks for stopping by. We appreciate you. Uh, Kev, I think Prey and I will be streaming a little later tonight. I think Prey's starting at 8. Don't know what we're playing yet, but we will figure it out. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody. Appreciate you. I'll catch you in like an hour. <laughs> it's been a long day, man. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Later, Kev. Later.